Welcome to Take Me With You, episode 157. I'm Ryan. And I'm Cheryl. We are two well-traveled people who want to go everywhere. But that's not going to happen. Instead, for the last couple of years, we've been traveling vicariously by inviting guests to share their unique travel stories with us. It's been awesome, and our podcast has been all over the globe. Now we're taking some time to revisit the Wish You Were Here segment of our show, where we each share travel attractions that we recommend. This week's Wish You Were Here's are from Eastern Washington. We finally made it to our home state, Cheryl. Here we are. We're getting closer and closer to home. For listeners who haven't, I don't know, paid attention or figured it out, we started <laughs> far from home with our Wish You Were Here's. And um, we have a lot of Washington episodes because we both mm -hmm. live in Washington and have a lot of guests who live in Washington. So this podcast is very partial and biased i just want to say that oh definitely yes yep um but washington is definitely a state that is significantly different um on mm -hmm. the east side of it to the west side of it mm -hmm. and people often just think of seattle and rain and yes. the space needle and the mariners maybe i don't know um but eastern washington is totally different it's a lot more like mm -hmm. idaho it has a lot more like clear skies and mm -hmm. four seasons and um, things are spread out. There's just a lot less people and it can be really, there's some areas where, that are really pretty mm -hmm. out there and it can be more affordable side of the state to visit as well. Definitely. And mm -hmm. there's just so much fun driving in our state. There's so many good day trips. Yeah. And Eastern Washington, there's some really fun places to visit. So I hope people get some fun ideas of like a trip they could take to Washington or a day trip mm -hmm. if they live in Seattle mm -hmm. and just enjoy some of these things. Yeah. And especially there's a wide variety of interests. So if depending on what you're interested in, there are lots of different things that are in this episode. Um, so Ryan, how about you go first? Sure. So I have picked a location that has some scientific significance surprise Ooh. surprise so uh this is in the eastern part uh the southeastern part of washington state so there's a little tiny town about i don't know 20 or 30 minutes north of the washington oregon border off of highway 97 called goldendale and it's very tiny but they have a state park there, um, the Go Goldendale Observatory State Park, and they have a big 24-inch telescope with a big telescope dome that somebody donated however long ago with the stipulation that they wanted it to be publicly available. And so unlike most wow. large telescopes that are used for research, this is just used for public access and i have taken my astronomy students there two or three different years now I'm trying to remember um and the the main 
park ranger who's there. His name's Troy. He's amazing. He knows astronomy really, really well. He has done all sorts of great things. Goldendale is relatively low light pollution because it's a tiny little town. So there is still some light pollution there, but not anything like you would run into in a big city or nearby a big city like where I live. And so it's super fun to go out there their hours are different in the summer and in the winter they've got a website if you just google goldendale observatory state park you can get to the website but they keep the 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 hours and stuff there right now technically they're actually under construction they're expanding the space so you can't actually go to the Goldendale Observatory, you go about 20 minutes south to Mary Hill, and they'll do, in the summers at least, they're doing an outside show, and they bring some of their other telescopes. But it's a really, really great time. I actually almost like it at Mary Hill better. There's even less light pollution out there. Oh, Um, okay. And there's a two-scale, like actual scale, like actual size, recreation of Stonehenge. What? Yeah. It's a world... Right, it's a World War One memorial, uh, and it's not what Stonehenge looks like now. It's what they think it looked like when it was constructed. So all of the oh. stones, everything inside and out, and you can walk around the whole thing. And it's right, not like right on the edge, but kind of on the edge of this kind of cliff-ish rolling cliff down that overlooks the Columbia River. And so it's a gorgeous location. That's and so funny. It's yeah. So what does that being would a memorial be, have to do with Stonehenge? I don't remember. I feel like I've read the plaque and I don't remember. <laughs> well, if there's a plaque, then I guess that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there definitely is. But it's it's a really cool memorial regardless. Wow. But the view is gorgeous and the stars nice. are beautiful when you get out there and the telescopes and the kind of he can get out his laser pointers to show you different things and if there's planets up they'll he'll point the telescopes there you can look through the different telescopes it's a it's a wonderful great experience you don't have to know anything about astronomy at all um and troy is really knowledgeable great about answering questions that people have you can go for like as short or as long as you want it's a super great you know uh way to spend the summer evening the tricky part is you're there at night so then you gotta you know find some place to stay uh yeah because you probably don't want to drive home from there like after the show at 11 p.m it depends I mean, you on could. where you live you know but yeah i mean yeah i guess so but it's still i mean it's still like a two two and a half hour drive from there to where you are so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i know because i've done that fine <laughs> yeah you have <laughs> ryan your turn what do you want to share about this time? Yeah, great. So I'm going to talk about LIGO in eastern Washington around Hanford, sort of the Tri-Cities area for the people who are familiar with the eastern part of Washington State. So LIGO, as I'm sure everyone knows, stands for the Laser Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory. Okay, because I thought you were just mispronouncing the word LIGO. Nope. Okay. Nope, it's LIGO. Sure. Okay. Um, and <laughs> most people probably aren't going to know a whole lot about it, uh, but it's actually really, really cool. I took my students there on a field trip last spring, and that was the first time I had been there. But as far as astronomy goes, it's actually really, really important because it's the first place where they di- dis- um, where they detected gravitational waves, which 
basically two black holes smash together and ripple space itself and they can actually measure it there what which is crazy yeah wow it's crazy yeah and it's a huge huge deal in astronomy i think it was 2015 when they made their first discovery um and so you can go and you can tour the lab and they have a great kind of tour program where they tell you a lot of cool things but it's not just like sitting and listening they have a lot of interactive exhibits as well and the exhibits allow you to like try things on and kind of play with things and see different parts of wow what they do and how they do this and of course the l is for laser so they've got like cool laser things that are there Ooh. and it's it's basically two l-shaped arms that are i don't remember like a mile or two long each that are perpendicular to each other. And so you can kind of go out and you can see the big long arms and where they go. Um, and it's just, it was, it's a really, really, really cool. I mean, it's small and it's out in the middle of nowhere, but that's kind of the point. But they just did such a great job. The kind of the guide person who talks you through the stuff, she does such a great job. And then they actually took us anyway for, I don't know if they do this for a regular tour or not, but they took us into the actual control room where the physicists were actually taking data like at the time. And we just could kind of walk in and see all the screens. And one of the things, because it's so sensitive, they have seismometers just like you would detect earthquakes with and because wow. uh, they have to filter out any vibrations that happen in the earth and we were there i think 24 hours after the um the hawaiian volcano started erupting and you know spewing lava and stuff and so up on the screen we actually could see the vibrations from the hawaiian volcano erupting it was like lot like you could see it up there on the screen they could what? they had the that from the seismometers yeah that's how sensitive they are which was just super cool anyway as a science geek like me it's super super cool cheryl you live over in that you live way closer than i do it's totally worth a day trip out there to go really? and check it out it's really cool so cheryl what would you like to talk about today So I want to share about something in eastern Washington. Um, I lived out there for three years. Um, It's kind of smack dab in the middle of the states, but it's considered eastern Washington because it's on the other (laughs) side of the mountains. Uh, (laughs) And um, there is a hike out there that is pretty fun and I think pretty unique. Um, So the hike is called Kawichi Canyon. C-O-W-I-C-H-E. Um, okay. And you hike through a canyon. It's very Eastern Washington looking in the sense that, like, no evergreen trees. It's a desert mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but it's fun because you get to hike down into a canyon, walk along a river, and then hike back up the other side. So that's kind of a nice view, and it's pretty cool. Um, but you can hike to a winery out there the um will ridge winery and um they have all these great picnic tables outside you can do a tasting or you can just buy a glass of wine or some cider or something else from them and so what i've done is i will um, pack my picnic lunch um hike there buy some wine and then sit out and drink wine and have my picnic and then hike back and Hmm. um it's pretty fun 
I, I really enjoy just being able to like hike to somewhere where I can, you know, do a tasting, which is something I love to do. Um, and so it's kind of a fun combination of nature and um, civilization. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I would say if you're in the Yakima area in eastern Washington, check that out. Cheryl, what do you want to do for your wish you were here? I would like to take you guys to eastern Washington, um, to the exotic land of Walla Walla. Walla Walla, Walla Washington? Might have heard of Walla Walla, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> um, and people might, might know Walla Walla for the sweet onions, um, but mm. I like Walla Walla for the wineries and breweries. Mm. Um, <laughs> and there's a really fun area there's a couple different districts that have wineries and breweries in them um but one that's really interesting to me is the airport district and um it is right next to the airport there i think it used to be like an army barracks area or something it like it it's just i don't know being from western washington where there's hills and everything it just looks very odd because Pretty much it's like this flat, flat, flat land and the streets are a grid and the only thing there are scattered buildings around this like grid of streets and each one is either a winery or a brewery and that's like all that's there. Hmm. And so, and you can like see everything and so it just like feels almost like, feels very fake to me in a way, almost like you're like in a video game where you're like, oh, that's all the buildings that they built because then there's just like empty space and then there's another oh. winery building over there like Hmm. and so but it's really fun because within a few blocks you can go to like 10 different ones and so you can just go do little tastings along the way um and it's just yeah it's a really unique area and um kind of weird but also very awesome to get to go try a bunch of wine and beer so katie why don't you start us out what's your wish you were here so my wish you were here is the Omi Gardens in Wenatchee, Washington. So that is spelled O H M E. Okay. It is a garden that's on this really, in a really cool location. It's a rocky bluff that's overlooking the Wenatchee, city of Wenatchee, and the Columbia River Valley below it. And mm. you can see the mountains as well. And so it's this garden with this really cool, um, like view location that's and then the gardens are beautiful themselves it's like this kind of i think it's mostly alpine looking and um yeah they it was converted from like the scrub sagebrush desert that is what you know what is the land around it into this beautiful Mm -hmm. lush garden and it's gorgeous and there's like trails around it and because it's on this kind of rocky outcropping it's like it almost feels kind of like hiking but you have these beautiful gardens and it was Mm -hmm. like a labor of love by a family that developed it over the decades and they used to like hand water it until they got a pump system and it's it's kind of got this cool story behind it as well and it's just gorgeous we've um, gone to it with uh, Nate's uh, sister and her family who live in Wenatchee and um it's a beautiful location. You have to look at pictures to kind of appreciate what it looks like. But yeah, I'm looking at stuff right now. It yeah, is beautiful. The gardens looking. are beautiful. And then it has a really good view, which is also cool, which is not usually the case when you're in a garden. Like you don't usually have a view of other things. Yeah. So it's kind of a cool vibe there. It's, I think it's uh, what I 
in my brief internet uh, looking before uh, when putting together my notes, uh, I noticed that it says open every day, April 15th through October 15th. So it looks like they close it mm. for the winter. Mm. So it's, you know, spring through fall. But um, yeah, it's a gorgeous place. So if you're ever in the Wenatchee area, you should totally go to it. Cheryl, what would you like to do for your wish you were here? So today I'd like to share about the Riverfront Park in Spokane, Washington. Um, so Spokane is on the other side of the state from us, almost in Idaho. And I've been to this park a couple times. I love it. It's There's you know, some different areas of it, and obviously it's on the river. Um, but they have like a skating area, and in the winter they it's like a ice skating section and they have a pavilion and then they have a carousel and they have a sky ride which i love the little like gondolas they call it a sky ride that you can go and it goes over the river and over a waterfall which is very fun to be looking down on a waterfall like that um it's just a really gorgeous park a really fun area to walk around so check it out next time you're in spokane cheryl what would you like to do for your wish you were here this week I want to share about a place in Spokane that I like a lot. It is called Dry Fly Distilling. And um, they are a distillery. Is it a bar? (laughs) (laughs) Is it partly a bar? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they have. So they have a tasting room. And that's also where they're they're making their, um, their various alcohols of choice um and so you get to see you know see their big machinery as well but um they have a lovely tasting room there and um they i mean when when i went there like the man it's like his company and he's the one making this and he was the one serving us and then like was telling us about the process of like how he was making these it's like whiskey and gin and vodka and different Mm. things like that and um I think it's primarily whiskey and um you know he just it was so fun because I mean clearly this is his passion you know and his business and stuff and I love that I love finding a small place that's small enough where the person who's making it is the one serving you and you just get to talk about it you know and um and so of course I did a flight when I was there because I always want to try all the things um and yeah it's such a fun place but then also they've been so creative during COVID and um it's been really cool I mean even just I follow them on Instagram and see what they're up to but they were one of the places that started making hand sanitizer and donating it which um, there were several different Mm. distilleries that did that because they already had the equipment to be able to do that Um, since there is this in Spokane they called it Spokanitizer Uh (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Sneeze calls it Hanitizer oh that's hand sanitizer Marie so the whole family says sanitizer. I love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they started canning their um, some of their products into drinks, like a cocktail in a can, um, mm. which is not very common, actually. And I'm wondering if there's certain laws around it or something. But um, oh my goodness, they're good. And so I got them um, when Daryl and I went out camping in. Idaho over Labor Day we went to a, a grocery store in Spokane and they were selling it and I had been seeing it on their Instagram all summer long and jealous of these <laughs> drinks and then I found it in a grocery store and I was like we have to try them all and so they just had like 
they had a gin and tonic one that was just such a yummy gin and tonic and you know so like mm. different they have like a spicy one that was really fun um yeah so um i would totally recommend like when you're in spokane you you really got to go to dry fly Ryan, yes. how about so you? Ryan, yes. Ryan, where would you go? <laughs> well, I'm also what's your place? I'm also going to stay in Washington State, but I'm going to go to the opposite side of the state over in Spokane, um, Manitou Park. Um, I hmm. can't say that I've spent a lot of time in Spokane, um, but I did. I have spent some time there, and Manitou Park is gorgeous. Um, I was there in the summer when I was there, and they had rose gardens and flower beds and just lots tons of places you can just walk and enjoy the beauty just of being outside and beautifully manicured areas and it's pretty big and there's lots of green grassy areas um and it's just a really Mm -hmm. cool place to just go and chill and hang out and i think i'm trying to remember it's not like super far outside of actual Spokane, but it feels like kind of like this sanctuary, you know, when you've got, you know, a city and Spokane isn't a huge city, but it's not a small city by any stretch of the imagination right. either. Right. right. And so to have this kind of place to retreat to and just kind of relax and let things kind of feel like they can slow down and just kind of enjoy nature. Um, if you're in the Spokane area, I would recommend Manitou Park noted yeah i go to spokane every so often and i've never been i've been there in the winter and the fall and it's gorgeous in both of those seasons but i would love to see in the other ones too because i feel like it's one that like looks so different in every season yeah yeah i've seen pictures of it in the winter with the snow and it just looks gorgeous with the snow but it's a completely opposite experience to what i had when i went in the summer so Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I'll need to visit there too. Ryan, what's your wish you were here? I'm going to do a kind of really out of the way spot just over the mountains in Washington State, over on the eastern side of the mountains, in a little town called Mary Hill. There is, uh, it's very southern part of, like I said, just to the east of the Cascade Mountains. Um, And there's kind of this ledge that overlooks the Columbia River. And so uh, if you haven't seen, the Columbia River is actually really big. It's very wide, obviously very long. Um, And so it kind of, you kind of come through, uh, if you're coming from the north down Highway 97, and you go through these this huge wind farm where there's huge, huge wind turbines going all over the place. And you kind of wind through and then you come out and you can kind of see the, the river down below you and sort of the edges of the kind of the canyon there. And then right on the edge, there is a monument that is a life-size recreation of Stonehenge. What? Yeah. And not only, <laughs> yep, and it's not what, what Stonehenge, <laughs> and it's not what Stonehenge looks like today. It's a recreation of what they think Stonehenge looked like when it was originally constructed. Oh, wow. So it actually is fully circular with all of the stones and everything, all the top, the capstones and everything all in it. Um, and it's actually a World War One memorial. 
Um, and so, yeah, there's a there's a plaque there and recognition of uh, I think it was the the local people who died in service in World War One, and wow. so it's a memorial. But you can you can walk through, you can touch, you know, everything. It's you can kind of see what it's like, and then also the backdrop behind it is the Columbia river and the gorge. And you can see, I think you can see Mount Adams and I think you can see Mount hood in Oregon as well. Cause just wow. right across there is Oregon. And it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful spot. Um, so if it's not really on the way to very many places, unfortunately, but it's a really, really cool um, spot. So if you're looking for a cool trip out to just kind of see things or you're driving through Eastern Washington or uh, Eastern Oregon or anything like that, um, it's a really, really cool spot to be. I have to go check that. I would, I thought you were going to be like, there's like a windmill museum or like something about <laughs> wind power or I just was not expecting that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. It's pretty cool. I've been several times because I do uh, a field trip that I take my students on. We go to Goldendale, which is about 20 minutes North of there. um, Mm. And they have a great observatory. I've talked about that before as a previous wish you were here. Um, But you can kind of pair those two together um, to go go see for the night sky and do all that stuff. And like go down to the Stonehenge exhibit for, to watch sunset (laughs) and then go up to uh, look go. through the telescope and get a whole Dale, day so. there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was. We would love it if you would follow us on social media. We are at Tim Wee Podcast. That's at T-M-W-Y for Take Me With You Podcast. We are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can also email us at timweepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what are your wish you were here for this location. We would love to hear that. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail at 406-763-8699. Or if it's easier to remember, 406-POD-TIMWE. We would love it if you would rate and review our podcast to tell other people what you think about it. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and share about this episode on your social media. As always, thank you to Beth Reed Miller for the awesome artwork. You can check out more of Beth's artwork at Beth is Something. And thank you to Erica Corbin for the use of her song, Round the Globe. You can listen to Erica's music wherever music is sold or streamed. That's all we have for this episode. So until next time, remember to take me with you. Take me with you. Can we get a sailboat chasing down the sunset as we float round and round the globe? Salty air and balmy nights Guided only by the lights above And la 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 All the world is out there waiting to explore And all our troubles here want them to be